Wow, I sure had a blast. Several blasts, actually. Being a guest on the Beer Nut Show. It's the show that directly follows Judd's Napa Valley Show on KVON. And it was really fun to be able to sit down with these guys who I see every week, and they always look like they're having a great time. They sit down, and they drink beer, and they talk about beer, and and I got invited to join in, so I wasn't going to say no. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we get to it, I would like to invite you to come visit my family's winery, Judd's Hill. We're at the south end of the beautiful Silverado Trail here in Napa Valley, and visiting information can be found at juddshill.com. While you're online, take a look around. There's photos, there's recipes to pair with our wines, there's poetry, wine-related poetry, very romantic wine-related poetry, funny wine-related poetry, and there's also our very quirky and offbeat videos, which I think you're going to enjoy. There's also wine. If you put some of that wine in your shopping cart as a special perk for being a listener, Type in coupon code JNVS at checkout. That stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show. And you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. If you'd like a better deal than that, then join the Judd's Hill Wine Club. All the information is right there on the website. And we guarantee you a good time. You'll get to try all of our wines. You'll get invitations to fantastic events, other fabulous perks. It's free to join. And as I said, we'll make sure you have a good time with it. Now... On to the beer. I like beer because it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you bring. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! It's good! And now, from Napa Valley, California, it's Beer Nights featuring brewmaster Colin Kaminsky. Welcome to Beer Nuts. Oh my gosh, it's been beautiful, hot, sunny days here in Napa Valley. I mean, just amazing beer drinking weather. How how can you not like this weather? A big daddy love, John Herkins is with us. What's hey, going on out there, Beer Nuts? You know, you got to be drinking breakfast beers at this point, right? Oh, it's so I nice mean, outside right now. Mowing the lawn, drinking some beer. And, and we have an ultra special guest today. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, ultra? Uh, ultra special. Yeah. Hi, hi, Judd. Hi, hi. Isn't that a beer also? Isn't Michelob Ultra or Ultra Special or something like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What are they? Ultra Champagne of... Uh, of the Champagne uh, of Beers? I don't know. I don't know well, I'm glad to be here. I, I love that you come in right after I finish my show, Judd's Napa Valley Show, and I look at all the beers you're always bringing in. I get excited, but I always have to split. There's a, I have a meeting almost every Tuesday right after my show that I have get back to the winery. I got a text right now as I was leaving the studio. It said, meeting canceled. <laughs> Colin, so thank you for hearing my whoop of glee and saying, hey, can you stick around there? So thanks, <laughs> well, thanks for having me. And now You know, you had me on, on your show, so now, now I get to have you on my show. I'm payback. It's great. It's payback. <laughs> I finally get to sit down. Man, I listen to the shows. I drive back, and I hear about the great beers, and now I think I... Do I get to taste with you too? Absolutely. Oh, we're, we're, we've got four Hooray. beers to taste today. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of beer today, so it's good. Beer so, and donuts. You know, so in the wine world, what what are there six or eight thousand uh, wineries in the U.S.? Uh, there, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but that's probably not too far off. There's a lot of them, and and, and we've got about thirty six hundred breweries, mm-hmm. and people are saying maybe we're maxed out on breweries. Maybe there's not enough, and 
You know, it, it, volume-wise, Gallonage, we sell more beer than wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we don't have as many uh, breweries. So I'm kind of curious. What do the winemakers think of this explosion in craft beer? Well, I don't, I don't know that I've discussed it as a community among winemakers. I can tell you personally, I'm very excited about it. Again, personally, as somebody who enjoys the craft beers anyway, you and I talked, I think, about either it was off there or on there about how I didn't grow up being a beer drinker and I didn't right. even discover beer until my wife got me drinking. Because <laughs> to me, beer was stuff I I just, it wasn't interesting to me. It was, it was not the craft beers that we have today. It was, I don't know if I should name names, but it was just, you know, the, the kings of beers and whatnot, as they say. And it just never... I never thought I enjoyed beer. Even in college, I just didn't drink beer. So Yeah, getting married will make you drink beer for well, sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I drink a lot of beer. No, she's lovely and had yeah, nothing to do with that. Right. It was um, after we had our kid and somebody said, well, you know, these very hoppy beers help with lactation. And Colin, you confirmed that. You said there is science behind that. So yeah, she yeah. started buying these IPAs because that was recommended. And we would we didn't drink a lot, but we'd share a bottle with dinner, and that got my taste buds going. Like, oh, this is beer these days. This yeah. is good. Yeah, there's. I like this. Here. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole time I thought I was getting night sweats, and you were actually lactating. I'm lactating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it? Amazing. Yeah. So that got me going, and now now I'm excited. I go to Whole Foods, a couple other places, and their beer experts are turning me on to stuff. I I take things home to sample all the time and it's it's really fun so i'm personally very excited that there's variety that there is this interest in beverages in general which includes this craft beer and i think that and, sparks and, and people that, i think that helps wine wine drinkers grow as well absolutely absolutely and i see there's crossover because people who are discovering the the craft beers and the artisanal nature in the way that they're made and produced can also now appreciate the way wine is made and produced and approached yeah, as well completely. so i think it's great you know, I, I think it's great, too, and, and uh, one of the things we see at Downtown Joe's is a lot of the uh, tourists that we get are wine tasters mm -hmm. that have been tasting all day, and it's like, okay, now we just need some wings and a beer, yeah. and then we'll figure out where we're going to go have dinner. And it's a, it is, it's a great way to cap a day in wine tasting. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you know, you refresh your palate, um, whether you're, it's between your wine tasting and then your dinner somewhere, you got to... Uh, cleanse the palate with a nice beer that's also interesting and uh, and can be exciting to the palate. It's, yeah. It's, well, and, it, and it a lot of tourists, well. you know, they come here and they go to four wineries, three or four wineries, and that's more different flavors in wine than they've ever had in their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And they just need to reset their palate back to what they're used to. And and uh, yeah, we see that. We, we, we see a lot of wine uh, uh, tourists. And we see them at the beginning of the day, and we see them at the end of the day. Oh, well. yeah, our folks starting off there with the beer to... Yeah, yeah right. Or, or a Bloody Mary, Mary right? Or, oh, yeah, right. you've yeah. got the full bar there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I think of it as beer, but you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. they walk in and... and 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 uh, I like yeah, not sure how we're gonna get ready for today after yesterday, but you know, <laughs> here's a good start: a Bloody Mary or a beer. Right. Well, yeah. well, I went to Jarvis this weekend, and that's the first thing when I get out of there is I wanted a beer because I've been tasting wine all day. You know, I just wanted something that I'm more in tune with. You know, not that I'm not in tune with wine, but I just happen to drink beer uh, quite a lot more than I drink wine. And uh, anyone who hasn't been there, it's a beautiful winery. I don't know if you've been to Jarvis uh, I, I, over there. I have been up there, and it is something else. Were you in the crystal room? Yeah, they, they have the yeah. whole room with crystals, yeah. and then they have a big, I think it's the largest uh, cave that's not supported by a beam in the world. Oh. Uh, and they do big balls and dances, and mm -hmm. and they also have a uh, natural spring 
waterfall yeah. that's in there that's really, really cool. And like you're saying, like the G nodes, and it's a real cool spot. I think you need reservations. And it's a little bit on the pricier side, unless you know somebody. Yeah, and it's not someplace you're just going to drop in. It's not on the way anywhere. To yeah. Go so out of your way to get up there. But yeah, call ahead if you want to see something you know, very different Yeah, and beautiful. Yeah, That's a good spot to head. Well, yeah, but after I got out of that, I, I want to shoot over and get a beer. <laughs> I was like, all right. I did this wine tasting for two hours, and now I want to get a beer and, and uh, relax. This might seem like a dumb question. Um you know, being Colin is the Mr. Brewer. He's the uh, water man. Yeah. Um, and obviously the water, you know, you've written a book about water. We I talked about I, that. Yeah, so I'm trying but to plug so, him right now. So where do you guys go for a beer? If you're not going to go uh, just sit at your own downtown Joe's. You know, I love to play darts, so I go to Bilko's. Ah. Yeah, okay. If you're looking for me and I'm not at home and I'm not mm-hmm. at uh, Joe's, I'm at Bilko's. Bilko's. Throwing which darts. Is, and and which is a good question. Throwing darts, yeah. Question for me, because I go to Heretic because it's it's close to me. And they make good beer. And I also have a And John right wants now. to taste a beer. Can you yes, tell? I do. <laughs> well, I'm really excited. I, have I, I I didn't know about them until very recently. Like just a few weeks ago, I was at a, one of the charity functions here in Napa Valley. We end up at a lot of those. And there was a silent auction item that was, you know, bring a group of 10 people to Heretic Brewery. And it didn't say where that was, though. So I had to, you know, put uh, the find and it figure it out. Fairfield. It's in Fairfield. Yeah, it's not far. And I bid on it. And then I walked around, and I saw somebody had outbid me, so I bid again. And then I walked around, and then right with, with one minute left, I walked over to see if I was winning that bid, and there was a guy hovering at the table. <laughs> yeah. And he, he hadn't put, it. Well, he didn't put down, there was no bid. He hadn't put anything. He was just looking at it. And I said, hey, if you're not going to write anything down, you know, I am. And I don't know if he was just, uh, I shouldn't say the word being a jerk or <laughs> a nice guy. I mean, he, he wanted to help and support, but he says, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. And he did like the maximum, you know, buy it now, oh, which yeah. I should have done in the first place. It <laughs> right. made, made me look like the jerk for trying to get it cheap. You yeah, know? Both hovering <laughs> one minute left. You're like, oh, yeah, I think this guy wants it more than I do. He's, he's blocking me out right now. But it made me aware of it. And I, I, I still want to go visit, even though I've never had the beer until about yeah, it's two really... seconds from now. I'm <laughs> going to try this. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the history of, please try it. I will. And, and what is and it Torment. Torment, which, which is, is basically Belgian? a Belgian, uh, dark Belgian uh, style, rich, bold, and malty, and it's uh, high in alcohol. It's 10%. Mm. Let's and they, they come in one pint glasses with the wax top uh, red, if you're looking for it out there. so uh, you, you won't find it. That's you won't a find it? One. Yeah, that's oh. a special one. I'm honored. Uh, un- unfortunately, that's one that, that while you had to buy it while it was available. That bottle was given to us. Uh, and I'm glad we finally get to taste it. I, I was hiding it for months. Yeah, I haven't seen any w- when I go there with a the wax top on. So yeah, so Jam- so the, the history of Jamil is, is is interesting. So Jamil Zanishev is the owner of uh, uh, Heretic Brewing. Okay, and he and his wife he he uh, got an early retirement out of a uh, tech job. He was a systems analyst and was one of the better of the systems analysts. And one of the things he liked to do with his systems analysis is he built a very large spreadsheet, um, (laughs) a large database that included all the awards he'd won and how they correlated, even vaguely, to whatever ingredient he'd used. 
Oh, wow. Really connected and the dots. Connected the dots in a way that only a system analyst could right, ever right. could. <laughs> and was the second most award-winning home brewer of all time. No kidding. And also wrote the BJCP style guide for a very long time. What is so that? I, remember, that? I don't know anything. So, so BJCP is the Beer Judge Certification Style Guide. Oh, oh. If you want to enter a contest, yeah. you look in the BJCP guide and you say, okay, well, this beer is going to be an American Pale Ale because that's what Jamil said it was going to be well the, the latest one jameel didn't write but but he wrote uh-huh. them for a long time uh-huh. and and built the, a lot of the bjcp testing that goes on and is the local administrator in sacramento area oh. is the administrator of the test so not only did he define what we think of as styles he also had the largest database of how to build these styles out of what ingredients how to make them and one of the things he did great was Belgian beers. So trying this one is exciting for me. Actually, because this is the first commercial example of his Belgians that I've had. Nice and malty. Well, uh, I, I, I met Jamil be a little before bit I was a brewer. You know him so a long time. I, I've known him that long. When you were making guitars or I, I was making guitars. And he, <laughs> exactly. he had a patent for one of the two semi-automatic mechanisms that exist in paintball guns. Really? Right. Wow. Oh, there's a lot of pango ball guns out there. He must be doing is, okay by uh, He did okay on this. This is a I guy you do not want to play Trivial Pursuits with. He no. seems like he knows <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah, he really does. And and he's just absolutely gifted. And I built some of his homebrew systems for him. Mm. I met him when I was des- just as I was beginning my design career for homebrew systems. Okay. And so he was one of the people that, okay, let's see what Jamil thinks about this. And, and how long has he been doing this as a business? How Her- long Heretic, Heretic? Five years now? Yeah. Well, they moved to Fairfield probably. Three years ago, before three, three that, years ago, before that, they, they had were, a place for a couple years. Yeah, they, they had a shared proprietorship with EJ Fair. And anyone oh. out there, just they have a very nice tasting room, and all the bartenders are super knowledgeable and super friendly. So if yeah, at, you guys want a day at, trip, it's not that far. It's like thirty-five minutes from Napa, and they treat you right there. And they also have food. Uh, they have a different uh, food truck there. Uh, every other day, so if you you know Jamil's policy is he never wants to lose an employee. He has seen breweries fall apart when the key employee left. Yeah. So when he started uh, Heretic, he uh, there was a guy in Colorado who was brewing beers. They they just talked on the same level. Mm-hmm. And and Jamil's like, you know, if I ever open a brewery, you're the guy I want. And Chris was a young oh, guy. Yeah? And Chris was like, you know, I, I, that would be great, whatever. <laughs> and and Jamil uh, paid to move his family here from wow. from Colorado and. And as loyalty, is, and is giving yeah. him a, uh, a paycheck that will keep him here. So wonderful, and because Jamil doesn't ever want to change, he wants everything to just follow along the flow. Well, as an employer, I can certainly yeah. sympathize with it's that. It's good to have the point of the same people around. So this one is uh, named uh, Torment, I guess after Saint Anthony being tormented by devils. That's where he got the idea for the monks that used to make this beer in the, oh, the monasteries. Wow. Well, you know, in the history of the heretic and name, uh, uh, you know, Jamil was the expert at making a beer that exactly fits the style. Mm. I mean, he he would do have 40 or 50 five-gallon kegs in a home-built cellar that he would be aging, and he would shotgun enter competitions. That's how he was one of the most award-winning homebrewers. Oh, entered a lot and, of competitions. And he, and he didn't want to do that. He wanted to open a brewery that wasn't confined by styles. He wanted to do something with, that was different, that was new. So he wanted to be a heretic. Gotcha. Oh. So well, so he's a heretic. Her, what, what is the word? Heretic. He's a heretic. Heretetical. He's heretic. <laughs> heretical. I think those are on octopuses. Uh, those are tentacles uh, on octopuses. All right. I'll, 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 
So, Joe, how, how do you like the beer? Jeff? Well, I haven't tasted it yet. I want to well, ask. What are you, you doing this. with it? Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting to a point Gee, here. Many, we have four beers to taste. Yes, okay, no, we're getting to the point. I, I, look, I'm a winemaker. I'm, I oh enjoy beers. Goodness. Tell me, no, I want you to tell me. I'm often educating people how to taste wine. How do I approach this to to taste? Do I smell it like I would? Uh, yeah, oh, well, yeah. So normally we we're we're in uh, not clear glasses here, right? But normally we'd look at the clarity and evaluate that. Okay, um, it looks then, very then, dark, uh, almost opaque. Um, caramel, caramel, definitely a deep dark caramel. Yeah, it's got a little, nice kind of foam head to it. Very, the, I'm smelling it. Should I, should I be smelling? Yeah, it? yeah, okay. yeah. Would smell it again. The caramely, malty, sweet aromatics are kind of the first thing that comes up. Yeah, and, and uh, so there's lots of texture in those caramels. So you can look for biscuit. You can look for toffee. Chocolate. Um, and any, any, any kind of the baked bread flavors that you find, and then going on into the candy flavors. Some orange. Okay, well, I just took a sip. And it could be power of suggestion, but as I taste it, that's it. It's that malt, malty, yeah. caramely, little yeasty, very rich, almost like a, like a sticky bun. Like you yep, got a fresh absolutely. sticky bun at the yep. bakery. Like a breakfast beer here it's in the bre- Napa Valley for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know if there is any residual sugar in here, but it's just the perception. A, a lot more than wine. Yeah. 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 Beer, beers little, tend to finish higher than wine. It seems a little sweet. Not not cloyingly sweet, but there's a little sweetness to it. And, I, and I'm, I'm very nice. surprised at how smooth it is for being high at 10%. is pretty high for a beer on the alcohol and, and so one of the things you look out for when you mm. have beers that are 10% is do they smell like lighter fluid? Do they smell like nail polish? Oh, yeah, no. But because uh, our, our brewer's yeast, right, they can make those flavors. Mm. And, and when you try to ferment high, the winemaker's yeast don't, but you guys also age things for a year before we have to taste right. them. Right. You know, the, the, this is a beer that would, would have been perfect to serve four months after fermentation. So you can imagine what your wines would taste like. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, four weeks. You can imagine what your wines would taste like in four weeks. And do we know how old this is? Is there any way yeah, to tell? Yeah, when did you get this bottle? Um, I've had that bottle for about two months. Okay. Okay. So not that. No, it's, so it's not old by any means. It's delicious. I, I think it's delicious. It, yeah. it, it, it tastes like uh, candy. I could have this, you know, with my bre- instead of breakfast, my oatmeal and blueberries or whatever, and then on the side. Uh, a, a half a pint. Half a pint. <laughs> right. Yeah, not a whole pint. <laughs> right. I can't do that. A, a whole pint of 10% well, might what, be What right. I like yeah. about this show is, we're, you know, we're not sponsored by anybody, so we can tell the truth. We don't like your beer. We'll, we'll say we don't like it. You know, we're not sponsored by Bud or CRL or anybody, so. You know, um, you um, straight truth here. And unless it's Blue Moon, because I want Blue Moon as a sponsor, because they could pay my money. Oh, mortgage. Blue! I love Blue Moon. <laughs> Isn't that one of the best beers? <laughs> right. You know, actually, I, I, I and I, I do like Blue Moon. It's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a very large made beer, but I do like it. And uh, if I could get them as a sponsor, I wouldn't feel like I was selling out. Mm-hmm. But if I got Budweiser as a sponsor, I'd feel like I was selling out. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. We'll take the money. <laughs> but you know, it feels good to have a little bit of ethical right. reasoning behind it. You know, you don't want to just be selling something you're not into. No, I certainly integrity—that's the word. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and it's funny. You know, when we 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 serve Coors Light at the at Joe's, and we we, we have Trumer Pills, and we do. And one of the things we say is, you know, we want the beer you're happy with. You know, if you're happy with the beer, then we're happy. Yeah, yeah, so we're not. And, and I don't care if that's Coors Light. I, and I drink really Coors Lights on the weekends if I'm, you know, at home and I don't feel like anything. John, good. you're fired. <laughs> and I'm walking out of the studio right now. Goodbye. No, yeah. no, no. And, and, and you know, and I'll drink I mean, for me, off. of all of those beers, uh, the, the Budweiser is the one I like the best. And it really is. And, and it, I think it's just because I live near the brewery. Speaking I've, I've had of Budweiser, of 
I yes. was at Budweiser this weekend, and I went to the uh, Clydesdales they had down there. And that was pretty oh, yeah, it's super phenomenal. awesome. Yeah, so they had the Clydesdales. I don't know how many there is, like six huge, giant, maybe Here more. Here at the brewery in uh, Fairfield? Yeah, they had the Clydesdales down there, and a uh, great place to take your family or kids or whatever. So, so I have a friend. Uh, I, I have a friend. And these horses are huge. They, huge isn't the right yeah, word. Yeah, I'm next to them. I'm a big guy, and I'm next to these horses. <laughs> I look like, you know. You, you look, you're as big as their shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. You're wearing a Star Wars shirt right now, so I'm thinking, of course. Uh, compared to them, you're like Yoda. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yoda. You know, so in, in the late 60s, a friend of mine was the shoer for the Budweiser's mm. Clydesdales. And, they're, they're, and he's passed away now. Hoofs are huge. And, and the reason why he could shoe them was because everyone else was afraid of them. Oh, yeah. You yeah, get they, kicked yeah. with one of those. You're, yeah. And, and, you're and, and they wouldn't. The, the normal shoers wouldn't do it. So he was mm. a, a blacksmith and... And uh, yeah, uh, Jack Hughes, and and uh, he he shoot them for years. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool event. They go around and they give you t- two tickets as long as you have your ID, and they uh, serve you two uh, eight ounce Budweiser, no no cost, and right off the uh, end of the <laughs> of the, the yeah little cart there. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> he did. I, I don't I, I don't know if I should point this out on the. You air, should. But he did just say Budwaters. Oh uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Budwaters. Well, you know, and that's what this is subliminal sailing. So, yeah. So this is one of the other things that's really interesting is you know when Budweiser brews beer, we don't know how big they brew their beer. We we have no idea. I am guessing it's about twenty bricks when they brew their beer. No? And how much is and, a brick, man? Uh, that's that, <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm from. A brick is a little bit different. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> one, one brick, two bricks. Is that how? Yeah. It is? <laughs> so that would be about twenty percent no. sugar. Which is huge for a beer, absolutely huge, and they ferment it out at twenty bricks, and then they dilute it with water these to, to, to get about five point four percent alcohol, five point five, whatever they are this year, mm-hmm. and uh, they dilute it on the way to the bottling line, and the oh. reason why they do that is so that they can save aging tank space. Oh, because that refrigerated space is no, just water worth a fortune. Sure. So the when you look at the the papers in the journals about how to brew beer at these really high alcohol levels, you learn how to brew IPA and double IPA. Wow. And so it's studying those papers, the Budweiser papers, the Coors papers, the Miller papers, that you learn how to brew these craft styles. Interesting. I, I would have never even guessed that. And, and when I started brewing my IPA and my double IPA, I started watering them back with soda water and tasting what can I find. And, uh, yeah. and it turns out that flavors that didn't exist when you're tasting at high alcohol, you could taste uh, uh, dramatically once you diluted it. Huh. So you made it clean diluted. And yeah. then when you fermented it out and, and didn't dilute it, it was phenomenal. Huh. So, so the tasting... Um, had to happen by dilution. But I'd love to experience that someday, just to, I, I, to wrap my any, head around how that works. Anytime you want to yeah, stop in. That's yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. I, I, I do it a lot with the home brewers. Um, home brewers come in, yeah, and I do it a lot with them. Uh, let them get a chance to try it and, and experience that. I've got a big group of friends. They're all in Southern California that have a home brewing group, and they're, they're great, and I've tasted some of their beers. They're amazing. And a couple of them have come up here, and they've been to downtown Joe's to kind of make the circuit of Napa, Sonoma, breweries. But I keep talking about bringing them up as a group to do like a very wait, technical. Wait, which group is it? <laughs> Brewing Around Friends, a.k.a. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like I, like I like it. I like it. That's that's their group. Just, you know, bring bro- it up. As soon as you said Brewing Around Friends, and I'm like, nah. nah, nah, nah. No, no, no. Barf. Egg, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so much sense. And now. it's a great group. Very creative artsy just in general but then with their beers as well winning a lot of awards on the home brewing circuit and 
keep talking about bringing them up here as a group and then doing something a little more technical. So I keep thinking, I gotta if we can figure it out, we'll call you and maybe we can brew together. work something up. We can brew a brew. That'd be fun. I'd love to do it. I, I think, brew with homebrewers all the time. I so. think one or two might even own your book. I think your name has come up. In fact, so yeah, yeah, the water, book. the water book. It's it's mm-hmm. a the you know, water book. <laughs> you know, we we've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we've sold about forty thousand copies. Wow. Years, so wow. Yep. All right, well, I'll, I'll bring the barf people up. <laughs> also, you know, I like it. Uh, homebrewer names are really fun. You know the Napa group, right? No, what are they called? They're, they're called uh, um, Brewers United uh, Napa Group. Bung. Bung. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, what, what a great name for a Napa group. Of right? course. <laughs> Ties in with the wine business. Barrels and whatnot. You paying bills or what? Yeah, I am. Okay. You're listening to, uh, uh, I don't know, what do we call these days, Beer nuts! There we go. You know, and today we have a wine geek instead of a beer geek. <laughs> yeah, what's unusual going on for us. I'm Hi, a, Judge. I'm just a geek. I'm just a it's geek. Well, you know, actually, you are you are kind of a geek. And one of the things I, I, I heard a rumor. <laughs> I'm glad. I love when people agree with me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I heard a rumor that you actually have a, a college experience in radio. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> There's the big voice. <laughs> it's true. I went to the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Telecommunication at Arizona State University. I like it. And you have to say it like that because if you tell people I went to ASU, you're like, oh, party school. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Tapping pegs. Yeah. But I didn't. Remember, I wasn't a yeah, beer drinker. I know. Um, but I was. And until I, you got I'm, married. I'm pr- until I got married. <laughs> I am proud of this all fact. For, it's um, all for I you. I did get a, I, what I feel is a good education, and I did do quite a bit of college radio, and I went on to work in television production for several years. Uh, film production, excuse me. My degree is in television production, but I worked in film production for several years after school. But I'm very proud of the fact that in the mid-'90s, before it was like a real, there was a renaissance and all thing. I because I wasn't a beer drinker, I had wine, but I started throwing cocktail parties. Oh, nice! <laughs> and and you could not come to my cocktail party unless you were if you were a guy, you had to have a coat and tie on. If you were right. a lady, you had to have you know <laughs> I'm just proper elegant like... cocktail attire. And and it kind of blew people's minds. Like you know, where's the keg? Where's the beer bong? You know, let's shotgun some cans <laughs> of Natty Light. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> but no, no, I had my shaker out. I worked also at a wine shop that sold high end spirits, so I had like a good supply of booze and. You know, try to make things a little bit different. Class it up, but now I'm a great appreciator. So I'm, I'm a I'm a cocktail geek for sure. I like that. I'm not a wine geek. I give wine a little leeway with with cocktails. I think there's no excuse because you put something together, you have immediate results. You can you can you know taste it right away and see if that's good yeah. or it's not good. And the bartender can put a little taste yeah. stick and say, okay, I'm going to serve this or I'm going to make it again. So I I I don't give any. Um, I'm harder on the bartenders. Yeah. I'm friendly, and, but I expect excellence. With a wine, a beer, you know, it's got to go through the barrel or the aging. It's got to be in the bottle. It's a little harder a lot of, to A tell. lot of variables. So, Which is good about bartending I've been doing it forever. Yeah. And it's the one job in the restaurant where you do everything. Yeah. And you make it. You create it. You talk to this customer, you grab the money, you make the change, you know, because if you're a chef or whatever, you're, you're just cooking. You're not really interacting. You're not oh, really right, collecting right, yeah. money. It's the one job you can you, create true. and distribute and interact and with interact the guests. Your front of the house, your back of the house, your everything. You're and, the cashier. Yep. 
And that's the reason why I like it. Really here's to you. I have a lot of respect for bartenders. <laughs> yeah, here's the bartenders. Yeah. Here's. You can't really clink with these paper <laughs> cups, but we're going to drink. Uh, and they're not really paper cups. <laughs> <laughs> we're going from the uh, malty malty to you, the you hoppy can't see hoppy. You can them on the radio. Now. Oh, yeah, these, these delightful. Is, what is this? Is this a uh, shot diesel uh, crystal? <laughs> they're, they're beautiful. So are you guys ready for some hops? Solo crystal. Yeah. So we got this uh, beer. It's a double IPA, which I tend to drink most of just because I like the little bit hoppier, high alcohol, uh, high intake, uh, made by uh, Clown Shoes (laughs) is the name of the actual... Uh, people who made that. Yeah, I've and never even heard of Clown Shoes, so this yeah, is brand new to Yeah, and, and it's, it's <laughs> another high alcohol, which is good for me. It's a 9%er. It's in Colorado. So, Mercury Brewing Company. And the name of the beer is Space Cake Double IPA. <laughs> and the picture on the front is absolutely ridiculous. That's most of the reasons why okay. I buy the beer. Okay, Judd, we, but we need it, your expert yes. uh, radio voice. And here. I need Judd to all read right. the side <laughs> of this. Oh, let's see if I first of all describe this. All right, so oh, it's yeah. called Please. Clown Shoes is the brewery, Space Cake, double IPA. And it shows, it looks like a almost a comic book illustration of a of a fellow with a one eyebrow sort of raised, looking straight at me, the consumer. In this, he's super muscular, has a tight green superhero outfit on and a cape, flying through an looks like an asteroid field. But when you look closer, there are cupcakes with lasers shooting. <laughs> <out of them. laughs> yeah, there's cupcakes and, with lasers. Coming and out. he has what looks like a space dog you in might, like space armor flying next to him. You might even say so, this is marketing towards kids, Colin. Ooh, I, it, uh, that's a no-no. Yeah. The, TTV. the feds are going to be on that. And he's flying above <laughs> a planet. could be Earth. So beer marketing and wine marketing couldn't be more different in most uh, especially cases. Especially in this label, In this right? case. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to try to read this without spilling because I have to turn it on its side. Well, you, I haven't you read could this add yet. more to your class. Is everything, yes, add more. Is everything okay for me to say on the air? Everything yes. is perfectly right. right. It's pretty funny. And you wanted me to do this in my radio voice. Yes, uh, yeah. radio voice. All right, here we go. <clears throat> here we are, Judd. Yeah, take my glasses off so I can get close here. All right. Why are Miracle Mike and his dog Bionic being chased by many evil laser beam shooting cupcakes <laughs> and two giant layer cake... What does that say? Oh, motherships. Layer yeah. cake motherships. Uh-oh. Because we're straight-up lunatic fools? <laughs> well, maybe. But with a few brain cells remaining... <laughs> I don't have my glasses on, and I've already been drinking. Sorry. But with a few brain cells remaining, we managed to craft Space Cake Double IPA, utilizing citrusy mosaic, hops, and an immaculate West Coast-style malt backbone. Dude, chill out. Enjoy some Space Cake. How many uh, you know, Space Cakes get it? Did you have to uh, consume to uh, come up with that? Well, you know, it, oh, uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't make that connection. I yeah, did. Space cake is legal there now. Yes. Yes. It so. is legal in Colorado. <laughs> is that a thing? I'm not that hip. Is that what they call I things don't know. that have been baked? <laughs> I can imagine so. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of different names. We're guessing it's not legal here. But so. citrusy hoppy that they said there, and before I even read that, that's what I said during the break when I took a sniff. I was like, wow, citrusy, hoppy, herbaceous, beautiful nose. There's times like these when I'm glad my nose is so big. I mean, this has a really <laughs> elegant... I want to soak it all in. It's so so mosaic, though, that hop often also gives... Well, that's the name tro- of a hop. That's the name of a hop. Oh, okay. Also gives tropical fruit. So I'm wondering, if did you find the tropical fruit in it? I, well, I do know that you say. You well, know, I, I, yeah. to me, it's it, I, I think herbal is a better descriptor well, now that, tropical. Well, that was the nose, but now that I'm... 
tasting and smelling together, and I can certainly get a passion fruit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the lily koi has that kind of sharp, fruity. How to call it? But it's like a kind of a. Sh- to me, it's like a. It's a sharp. A sharpness and it's it's yeah, fruit, aromatics like, and flavor, but it, it seems the hops here, hit I like me this. like right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. And then they yeah. kind of mellow out. And that's how a double IPA should be. Yeah, right off the bat, you get hit, and then you think it would stay there, but it kind of mellows out. I kind of like it's kind of like Green Flash. Reminds me of like as soon as you drink it, you had that super hop grapefruit taste, and then mellow. Definitely a brighter, crisper. I mean, hoppier. It's got that bitterness to it. I mean, cuts through what was left on my palate of that heretic. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's cutting totally through different. this donut really well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the donut, yeah, you've by got, the way, you're welcome. It's the, so you do go nuts for donuts. <laughs> I, I do, yeah. Enjoying the uh, chocolate cake donut there. I, I, I can uh, finish one in a show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You no, know, you're taking your time, too. I respect that. You know, moderation is key. You've been, <laughs> right. work, you've been working on that donut for the past uh, 35 <laughs> minutes or so. <laughs> No, and and I, I actually, you know, I, I do find a little, I, I think, passion fruit or or a guava maybe mm-hmm. in in this, and and that's what they say mosaic is supposed to be like. And that's nice. It's, it's nice when a brewer can pull out all the qualities of of the hop they start with. Clown it's, shoes. it's totally different. <laughs> it's totally different from the first one. So it's kind of a good contrast. Okay, so so oh, the, sure. ne- the the next two beers we have to taste, and this is, uh, I think, in my mind, more fun. So, so we the mystery bottles. We, well, so we have two really perfect beers here. I mean, these both of these beers are phenomenal. Do we even know what's now, in there? Now we have two mystery bottles that were home brewed, and they're just labeled with initials. Oh, of who made them? Or no, um, of of what that brewer thought was in the bottle, and I've long forgotten uh, what it is. So. We're, we're, we have no idea what styles are supposed to be. DB um, maybe is double buck. I have no idea. I, I if, if I have to guess, I'm thinking these are going to be German styles. So you but, don't even know. This isn't like a uh, test no, for us. No, no, this, this, is, is... this is a test for all of us. I, okay. I threw them in the, the place where I hide beers okay. um, and didn't get a chance to taste them. And uh, this morning when I was looking for beers, I pulled them out. And a home brewer gave them to me, hoping for an honest appraisal. Okay. And Online when he comes appraisal. back, I'm going to remember these bottle caps. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, we will be able to give there, him that honest your, appraisal. There's your so, bottle so cap. So the first one we're trying is DB. DB. Yes. Time to try. Let, let me make a room in my glass here. Yeah, DB Cooper, exactly. the, the fan, yeah, right? uh, Skyjacker. The Skyjacker who got, uh, gosh, Tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars disappeared with it over Oregon somewhere. So DB, how many? And Cooper, well, you know, they they don't think he made it. Probably not. But yeah. I'm just wondering, was there a Cooper involved with the barrel on this? No, I don't know. That'd be a good name. How many for a years ago were you guys talking about the ho- the heights D- of the DB Cooper? I was in the 70s, 70s. early yeah. 70s. And that's when he jumped into the forest, and no one knows where mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, yeah, blew a door out of a airplane. 727 out the back doors. Anyway, how would we get on that? Because this is called I, DB, I, and maybe a Cooper <laughs> was involved <laughs> in making the barrel for this. But uh, I remember seeing something on TV about that. All right, so let's. Uh, well, so I'd say earthy and yeasty would be the first uh, aromas I get. You're supposed to swirl beer like you would. You volatize the esters like you would wine. In any way you think you can get the aromas you want. So Sweet. So starting still gives you your first impression. Okay. Then uh, maybe even warming it up or, sure, or warming swirling is... it. You know, because beers are sort of colder than wines. So sometimes you have to warm them up to uh, And, and to it, they flavors. will taste different if they're warm and not cold. It has an attractive like yeasty aromatic. I have no idea what style Brightness. it's intended to be. I think that it, double it, IPA just it, killed my taste buds. It's awfully dark. It's, it's dark. Yeah. Dark brown color. So my guess was this was going to be a Kolsch, and it's certainly not a Kolsch, so I don't know, have any idea what it is. <laughs> the bubbles are very fine. 
Yeah, they are. Well, it's been aged for a while. Mm-hmm. I've had it for at least uh, six weeks. It's definitely not a stout. It's definitely not a porter. It's definitely not an IPA. You're going to start eliminating stuff. It's not a... a uh, it, it's not a British style. It's a, no. it's a lager yeast. I would say Belgian. Yeah, or a Belgian style, yeah. That's what I was well, saying. There's, there's a bit of that malty sweetness again, like the yeah. first one. Not as yeah. much, though. It's a bit lighter mouthfeel. The fine bubble gives it a nice um, but there's nice also, feel, nice texture. But also, so the the double we had, or the double we had earlier, the the Belgium we had earlier, the heritage, yeah, it had uh, uh, caramel flavors. But this oh, has, for sure. but but this has uh, uh, roasted flavors. So there's a roasted malt in here of some sort. Hmm. You know, chocolate or a roast or coffee kind of flavors. This is like blind beer tasting right now. We could be on a panel right now. This well, you know, they basically give you three, how it goes, right? Yeah, you do. They three. don't tell you what it is, and then it's, you write down what you it's think. It's quite then... nice. Yeah, it it is. So once once mm-hmm. the yeast character goes away, I, I like it. Hmm. The, the initial aroma is a little yeasty for me, but but then once that goes away, I, I do like it. Is it not? It's not hard to drink. Yeah, and I certainly wouldn't dock at any points uh, in a competition for for aroma. I don't know my beer styles well enough to comment. You know, this is definitely a such and such. Like you said, Kolsch. I know I've, I've had a Kolsch, but I don't... A I know Kolsch the name is a really light beer. Yeah, light. And light. it wouldn't okay. have any roast No, this, or, or, yeah, then this definitely is not that. No, no. No. To me, closer to that Belgian yeah. style than certainly mm-hmm. the IPA. But but it's also darker. It's, it's roastier. Yeah. I get that. There's a little toastiness to it. I don't it. know. I like it. It's a nice beer. It is. I don't know what style it is, but it's a nice beer. Put it up on your web page. Yeah, your Facebook page. Or when you guess. find out. Well, you know, and that and that's uh, kind of one of the funny things. Um, do you have to know what a beer is in order to in order to say, "Oh, I like it"? No. Well, no, if you can drink it, you like it. You don't I mean. have to. I mean, really, it comes down to just like with wine. People say, "What well, makes a, a good wine?" Well, do you like it or not? That makes it. Yeah. You know, if you do, it's a good wine. Well, same with beer. But if you do know what it was, it can it can bring you to another level of appreciation. Uh, exactly. You know, say, "Oh, this is." For example, a Kolsch. I mean, I know this isn't, but okay, so this is a Kolsch. I like it a lot. I know, so I, I appreciate this style of beer. It just, it's another level. So I would like to know if you find out. You know, I will. I, I have a guess as to who brewed it. So, Oh, I'll you don't even me. know who actually brewed it? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I, I'm, wow. I'm guessing Super at this mystery. point. Super mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing at this point. I, I know it's a homebrew because of the way it's labeled. I know it was uh, filled with a counter-pressure bottle filler. Based on how it got filled, mm. um, so I, I can tell that it was an experienced homebrew. Okay. That's all I really know. All right, and I like it. <laughs> and we're still here. And we're still so here. Far. And 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 we have one more from the same brewer. Not hallucinating same or anything. <laughs> same brewer, another mystery bottle. Yeah, another mystery bottle. Same brewer. This um, guy puts his caps on really good. I know that. Well, and not only that, he has the same handwriting on the caps. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, detective. He's probably listening right now. Yeah. Now I say he, but I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, we so are here. actually. And mm-hmm. and we we're, we assume that it's a he. Ninety percent of the brewing world are he's. That was my next How, question. However, the Pink Boots Brewing Society is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal at at not only training, educating, but supporting uh, female brewers. Good. And and I find they're better. Hmm. The average female brewer has to be better to make it in this industry, and they they simply are. Is they're, there? I mean, it's pretty obvious sexism. Is that yeah? Answer? Yeah. I mean, it's just. Well, it's like I mean, it, math, it's right? not. It's not like oh, I'm not going to hire a girl, girl brewer. It's that girl brewers just don't apply. They're, they're not out there. They're just not out there yet. And 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 the pink boots, pink 
Boots Brewing Society. Say that three more times. Yeah. Pink <laughs> Boots Brewing Society. Pink Boots Brewing Society. Pink Boots Brewing Society. Well done. That's after a few. You, 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 you I, operate I better. Tongue twisters. You operate better with a little beer in you. Yeah, he does. Um, well, this barf group I mentioned down in Southern California, they do have uh, several ladies involved. So oh, that'll, nice. That'll I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know, so we have one uh, one uh, pro and brewer out in Napa Valley who's become uh, relatively well known. Oh yeah, and so that's exciting. Oh good, good. Um, I mean, um, how cool would that be to be married to a brewer, right? As a man, as a man, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh my god! When your wife is making great yeah. beer and bringing it, like, hey, yeah. I got a new. Uh, so that for you guys. To so try. two okay, of my we, favorite people. It's a male fantasy, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> two of my favorite people in the world are a uh, uh, a man and a woman brewer that mm-hmm. both have thirty years experience uh-huh. and, and are, are married and, and wonderful uh, and power and, couple and and just phenomenal and you know yeah, going to their house for cocktails. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> How fun. Now, this beer, what is this one? I have no idea. I don't even have some yet. Colin, Colin aren't you a brewer? You, what do you mean? You have one? no idea. Well, it's a little. I don't even it's, have it I can glass. see it's a little lighter. Yeah, and what was It this? has kind of a honey. What's the cap on this one, John? This is AC. Kind of a AC honey color. AC. So not a light beer, but certainly lighter in color than the last one we had. Stands for air condition. Oh. The, uh, <laughs> that's delicious. The, uh, the aromatic, to me, this is going to sound silly, but I get a little... I don't know. It, it seems kind of. It's a little citrusy, almost like a kumquat, but also I'm like a, a pixie stick. Pixie stick. <laughs> There's like that sweet candy it's, sort of. It's definitely. It's definitely more carbonated than the first one. Yeah, it is. Super foamy. Mm. I think that might be the way I poured it though. But well, no, the bubbles definitely yeah. dance on the tongue more. Yeah. So I think mm. it's delicious. And. Oh, it's very nice. I, I'd say it's a... I couldn't tell you what style, but... I, I'd say a pale ale style. I, I think that know? double IPA is still sticking on my tongue, man. I, it, it, I don't get the bitterness, though. I, I mean, I there's do some get bitterness, a bit but the not, bitter. the, not the bright... Oh, no, not, not up lot, front. Lots of esters, though. So fruity yeah. esters from from yeast. Fruity for sure. Yeah, fruity from hops and fruity from yeast. Hmm. So, yeah, the pixie stick is... Uh, it reminds the, me of that... The, what was that, gums? That you used to buy... Juicy fruit... No, it used to look like a had a giraffe on oh, it. Fruit stripe. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> fruit stripes. Each wrapper was a little tattoo. Yeah. There you go. You get that under here? I do. A little bit of a. You know, I, I, I like this one. Too. Aromatic. You know, who, who whoever this brewer is, mm-hmm. uh, they're really good. Yeah, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew brewers that bring me beer to try out. You know, that'd be pretty nice, right? Here's some beer. Try it out. You know, I give you Tell beer what to you try think. out all the time. Tell me John. what you think. <laughs> Do you want me to cut oh, yeah. you off yeah. or, or quit complaining? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try it out. <laughs> wow. What well, else you got? I got Wait, some... that's it? I don't know. We got only four beers? Only Come four on, guys. Some... I know. Yeah. <laughs> you should probably throw some sports in there and discuss, right? The Super Bowl was over and... A lot of stuff going about. You know, the, by me, to me, the, the the biggest sports event of all time happened last week. Oh man, what was the, this? the puppy bowl? No, Mavericks. Oh, oh, the Mavericks. surfing. That is the biggest is it sports event already? in Northern California. Quite it literally, only lasts one day. I mean, Bodega Bay, I, twenty plus foot waves. That's big. You know, when you get hit with twenty thousand swimming pools full of water, you Oof. get hit. Oh my I mean, gosh. That that is the biggest wave in Northern California. That is, and a- and and to actually be brave enough to get out there, it's to me unfathomable. I've watched it, you know, do the live stream. I didn't watch it this time, but a year or so ago, or the last time they had it, I don't. Did they have it last year? They don't they have it every year. No, but, no, no. They um, only call it when the wind is right. Right. The, but I remember watching right. on the yeah. live stream, and it's just, I get scared sitting at home. 
I mean, I start shaking and feeling butterflies. My, in toe, my, belly. my toes in the Watch water. I get scared. The Jaws movie <laughs> that came out. Well, what 1975, and you're yeah, still scared. Yeah, I'm still scared. Jaws <laughs> is coming out of the water. So, th- so this yes. year they had some bonuses. Well, yeah. One of the bonuses was for the biggest drop. Oh, and, really? Yep. And and there were at least three contenders for the biggest drop. And what were the drops? About 12 feet. Wow. Just dropping off the top of the wave, 12 feet, hooking the board in, and riding that wave. And how are oh. they measuring this? Well, we have to do it by camera, right? So Yeah. And, and you know, the cameras are on the boat. So you, you, uh, this wave is too big to actually swim in. Mm-hmm. So so there's no underwater cameras to for this event. Right. And and so there's some from the shore and there's some from the boats and... And it was phenomenal. I streamed it uh, at Joe's. Mm-hmm. We watched the whole event. And unfortunately, the right at the finals, the waves were really good for about 30 minutes. Oh. And then, and then the end, and then the end, what, there was no rides. Oh, right when you need them. The yeah, right, right, well, right when you really wanted those show shots right. for, for TV. It just didn't happen. But, but the early heats were just amazing. So did people come in to watch Mavericks? Or you just kind of had it on? You know, I, I'm a big Mavericks fan, so mm-hmm. I've I've had it on for years. Half but, the people but, think so the hard bit, but people haven't quite figured out that yeah. downtown Joe's is the Mavericks place. I think that's something <laughs> you could market. That's PR. I mean, I'm sure you do something for Super Bowl. I'm right? sure they're like, yeah, we do for Super Bowl. I'm and, sure they're uh, like, why are you watching uh, the Mavericks basketball team? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. but, but you know, so exactly. so for for a lot of years, nobody came to downtown Joe's for America's Cup, and I'm a big America's Cup fan. Oh, you, like, um, you like the water stuff? Well, I do. I grew up in Lake Tahoe, okay. right? So, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like water and snow. Mm-hmm. So uh, when uh, when any of these events come up, I uh, make sure that they're on the on at Joe's. And and Good. and last year at America's Cup, we were full for every race, oh, absolutely good. packed. Well, it was local. It was local. I mean, there was a yeah, lot of interest. Of and, but you know what? And, and But our guests were sailors. Good. And, and that was exciting. It was like, oh, you know, you guys are out there sailing in the bay every day, and, mm-hmm. and now you're here just to watch this event. And Napa has a lot of sailors, I we, found out. We really do. There, there's a big uh, maritime culture here in town. Well, there is. I mean, the beginning, we were a maritime uh, a settlement. You know, uh, this was the, That's how the safest place to put boats. I've, I've heard that. And a supply route to the gold rush and whatnot. They could get the boats uh, as later. far as Napa. Yeah, and then, yeah, later. yeah later on, exactly. Yeah. Well, That's you can still get yeah. a boat up here now. All that work they did downtown. Yeah, you so can still uh, get a big boat right up to the bridge. I can't think of his name, but the uh, dock, uh, yeah. an English sailor uh, settled here first. And because uh, uh, it was warm and he could build a house here. And oh. and he brought his boat up the river yep. as far as it could go. Yeah. It ended in Napa. Here we go. Let's and build a house. And that was, There's that still was people the, that do that. They come up to the bar. They park the boat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now yeah, that they we have, have the dock. dock. Yeah. Well, they open that on opening day. What I did is we have, I know we're short on time, but we have a pirate at the winery. We built a pirate ship out of a barrel. He, oh, ma- he, he made a raid on the dock during the opening ceremony with the uh. mayor. Everything just pulled up. <laughs> but he he and our support crew, crew were fill, uh, fueled by filling some growlers of downtown Joe's. Nice. And <laughs> giving them to the support crew, they took them out on the boats, and that's what fueled their raid on the uh, public opening of the dock. You know, so you got to uh, have a little bit of fuel, right? Well, you know, it, so uh, uh, what, what what was the uh, uh, British sailors turn of the century, uh, 1900s? Oh, they're, they're taught should, of rum. Should I get my history uh, or, glasses on? Or I, I believe they were allowed <laughs> six gallons a good day, something like that. Oh, this. my goodness. That's, that's not bad. Six da- I can yeah. live on six gallons a day. Well, you know, the water on a ship probably would go uh, uh, bad yeah. quickly. That's true. But the beer would stay yeah. because it was protected by hops and alcohol. 
No, I think so. So you had a consignment. You had a, a, a an allotment. The British Navy is notorious. I think they had their daily ration up until about 1970-ish, circa. So within a year or two of that, their daily tot of rum too ended uh, at that time. So Good. A long history of drinking on board. Spe- speaking of drinking, right? You know how they uh, why they call it shot a shot? No. You want a history lesson? Call yes. Okay, so a fast one. Yeah, so back in the day, uh, you didn't have any money or you ran out of money or you can actually trade a uh, bullet in for a shot, for a whi- for whiskey. So that's where a shot came from. You get a shot for a shot. Uh, for a bullet. For a bullet, which was called a shot. So that's where it came from. I had no idea. Yeah. How about that? You didn't have any money, just give him a bullet. Here's some liquor, some whiskey. Great combination. Yep. That's where the shot got his name. You're listening to Beer Nuts, Colin Kaminsky, Brewmaster, Downtown Joe's, John Herkins, Big Daddy Love. Cheers.